0: You're listening to episode 256 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow. And this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we're going to be talking about how to apologize and not fuck it up. (laughs) Because listen, we've all been on the receiving end of shitty apologies. Uh, They did not feel good. We have, I can almost guarantee, we have all been ones to give shitty apologies. And honestly, not only does the, uh, does the person on the receiving end not feel good, but we can feel the difference as the person giving the shitty apology too. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't feel great. Um, sometimes it might be a reflex that we're, we're saying something and we don't even really understand what we're apologizing for, but we're going to get into all of this today, including how not to apologize and how to apologize instead Okay, so we're going to be getting into all the things today. Um I also want to let you know that I do have a very small handful of one-on-one coaching spots available right now. So if you're looking for a way to transform your relationships, particularly the one with yourself because that's that's what it all comes down to. You can't change anyone else, you can only change you, and you are the only one that can learn and grow into the best possible version of you and then show up as an even more incredible human and that's going to be reflected back to you in all of your relationships. So I actually do, um, I, I, I love doing relationship coaching. It's my favorite thing, truly. Um, I've, I've started taking on relationship coaching clients in the last few months. As I have sort of transitioned into human connection and, and all of this um, to sort of niche down more into this area, for more on that, you can episode, uh, you can reference episode two forty, um, where I went into the, my transition a little bit more, but I am really excited to be bringing on some new people. So send me DM over at Emily Goff coach on Instagram. We can connect, we can see if we're a good fit. Um, I can give you some details, all of those things. There's also, uh, some information in the show notes as well, where you can, book a call. We can get it sorted and have a chat to see if we're going to be a good fit together. Okay. So go check that out. You can also uh, go over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. All the information is over there as well. Okay. So let's talk about this, how to apologize. First up, I want to be very clear. You will not always receive an apology for wrong behavior. It, we, we all need to accept that fact first and foremost. There will be situations arise and people who come into your life who will not want to be, who who will not want to, or be uh, even capable of extending a genuine apology to you. That doesn't mean that they're not in the wrong necessarily, but it doesn't mean you're going to get an apology. Okay. So we, we've all had uh, likely situations like that where, yeah, you were probably owed an apology, but you didn't get one. Like think about the, the guy that cut you off in traffic this morning you're probably never going to see him again. Okay. He's not going to apologize. <laughs> so you're going to have to accept it and move on. <laughs> that's, that's a whole practice in acceptance and letting go. And, uh, you might need to meditate on that or something, <laughs> but that's another whole situation. Um, the, uh, the other thing is secondly, before you get on your high horse, believing that you deserve an apology, you need to try to take a more objective approach and think about any particular given situation, uh, whatever's coming up for you, from various angles here. And this requires empathy, it requires compassion, understanding, and honestly, most of all, it requires a willingness to listen and converse in a potentially very uncomfortable conversation and, and to approach it with curiosity to be like, hey, I don't even necessarily understand why you're upset right now. Like that, that can be the, the thought that you're having and go, okay, I need to, to figure this out and to better understand the other person's side of this. Okay, that, that goes both ways. So whether you feel that you are owed an apology or whether someone else feels that you owe them an apology, if, if you don't truly understand why or if you, um, or if you want to help someone else better understand why you're going to have to come at this with curiosity, empathy, compassion, understanding all of these things. Okay. Because the other person may believe that they deserve an apology just as much as you do. There's no right or wrong answer here because it's going to vary wildly depending on individual circumstances and, and situations. Like there's so many different ways that this can come up. So There's also some, some episodes, some other episodes that I'm going to reference kind of throughout this. Uh, and they will be listed in the show notes as well, but one of them is episode 78. Um, and it's called, sorry, but stop apologizing. (laughs) So basically the complete opposite of this one, but there are a lot of times where we as a society, uh, particularly women. And I also say this as a Canadian, because we are known for saying, sorry, (laughs) where we will say, sorry, when it's not actually needed or necessary. Okay. So that's sort of the, the sister episode to this where it's, it's sort of in the reverse. Um, definitely worth checking out. Another episode is episode 241. This is really important. It's all about how to have hard conversations to improve communication, because that's going to be a really big part of genuine, sincere apologies. Okay. It's going to require sometimes really fucking hard conversations. So go check that episode out. That'll give you some more information and and details on how to handle those types of uh, situations. And episode 126, it's all about how forgiveness isn't found, it's earned and doing the inner work. That's another really big one here because you can be on the receiving end of a genuine apology. Are you going to forgive them? Like that... Depending on the situation, it might require a lot of you to to come at that with forgiveness. And remember, forgiveness is for you more than it is for the other person. Far more than it is for the other person, because not forgiving someone eats you alive from the inside out. And it can also be argued that yes, sometimes it will bother the other person too. But that's very um, situation dependent. And there's, again, there's so much gray area and nuance when it comes to forgiveness. There's a huge amount to get into there. And we also get into self-forgiveness in that episode as well, which can also be part of this conversation around apologizing. So go check out episode 126 as well for more on, uh, on forgiveness. So, okay, let's start with the types of apologies that are not real apologies. Okay. These are, these are not, acceptable apologies. (laughs) So one of them is you're being too sensitive. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to list some various ones here. I've got some notes on on some uh, apologies that are not acceptable and I'm going to unpack some reasons as to why they're not acceptable. When you tell someone you're being too sensitive, that is an assault on a potentially huge personality trait of the other person it is rude, it's dismissive, and it shifts blame away from you. Okay. Um, and I also say this as someone who hated how sensitive I was and am for many, many years of my life, because it felt like life would just be so much easier if I wasn't so goddamn sensitive. <laughs> just from my, from my, you know, biased outsider perspective, uh, looking in on people that I believed to be much less sensitive than me, it was like, damn, I feel like life would be a thousand times easier if I wasn't so fucking sensitive. (laughs) But I have come to appreciate that as a gift about myself. Um, but that's, you know, there, there are all kinds of people who might feel that same way. And even if somebody doesn't, you know, doesn't feel that way about their own sensitivity, having somebody just tell you, you're being too sensitive. That's so dismissive of their feelings. Okay. That is not an apology. That is absolutely not an apology. Another one is, I don't know why you're getting so upset about this or no one, no one else would get so upset about this. Again, very dismissive, very dismissive. It's deflective. Um, you, you are, again, you are shifting blame away from yourself. You are undermining their feelings. Um, not, not okay. Uh, another one that you might hear is you're taking it the wrong way. Everyone's feelings are valid. And if someone took something you said a particular way, it opens up the opportunity for discussion around why they took it the way that they did. And if somebody took it the wrong way, then, then maybe you need to explain it in a different way. Because everyone everyone, again, has different styles of communication too. So you may have said something that... The underlying meaning is totally acceptable and fine, but maybe you said it in a way that somebody else misinterpreted, but maybe you had like a really harsh tone with it and that's why they took it the wrong way. And that's just one example. There's all kinds of different directions that this could go, but just telling somebody that they took it the wrong way is, is, it's an excuse. Okay. I love you sometimes, now this is obviously, uh, probably much more applicable in a romantic relationship. Okay. If you're having a discussion with somebody and, or an argument or or whatever, and, uh, something rude is said, or again, you you, let's just say like you take, um, you take fault with something that the other person said or how they said it to you. And instead of apologizing, the other person just tries to smooth things over by just saying, I love you. Love is not enough. Love does not replace an apology. And if you try to use it as one, you won't have love for long. You can quote me on that. <laughs> okay, it's not going to work. It is not going to fly. And it, it's, it's sidestepping the issue. If, if you just try to use that as, as an excuse instead of an apology, that is not going to work well. That does not address the main issue. That does not take anyone's feelings into account. And in fact, that's actually hiding behind a, a particular feeling. And you're also then just watering down the, the true emotion and, and feeling that should come from telling someone that you love them. That, that can't be instead of an apology. Another one is, I may have done this, but you did that. That's a whole keeping score situation and that's not going to work either. That is not going to, to work well because when you're keeping a scoreboard in the relationship, it, it is the inevitable doom of that relationship. That that's not necessarily the, the exact cause like that can just be indicative of bigger issues. But when you're keeping a scoreboard in a relationship like that, it's not going to work. I have a little bit more to say on that later. Um, again, some nuance to that but overall it's not gonna fly. Another one uh, is forget it ever happened or forget I, I did or said anything. <laughs> we're, we're human beings. Uh, much as we would like to forget some things and much as I often feel like I wouldn't remember my head if it was attached, when it comes to the big things <laughs> and how people made us feel, that that is not something that people forget. Maya Angelou said that, right? Like, um, I always butcher this quote. This is so terrible, but she said, you know, people won't necessarily remember, um, what you said to them, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And people are not going to forget that. So that cannot replace an apology. Um, another one is I'm sorry. I, I said, or, or did that, but I would never have done it if you hadn't made me feel the way, You did or uh, if you hadn't said the thing that you did. Again, keeping score. No personal responsibility there whatsoever and you're shifting blame back to the other person. Um, Another one that is not an appropriate apology is, I was just stressed, tired, hungry, whatever it is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) While potentially true, (laughs) that does not excuse poor behavior. Take it from someone who can get very hangry if left without food for long enough. <laughs> and there have been times where I have had to say, as part of a bigger apology, I'm really sorry for 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 what I did or said or whatever. And that can be part of the equation, is that I was really hungry. <laughs> but that's not that's not a reason. So when, yes, that can be part of, of the equation when you are maybe apologizing, but that can't be an excuse because that is not an excuse. No matter how hangry I am, no matter how tired I am, no matter how stressed out I am or any of us are, that doesn't excuse poor behavior at all. So that's one to, to really keep in mind. You know, I'm laughing because like it is, it is funny sometimes like looking back on it, but it's still not a good apology. It's, it's not acceptable another one is let's just move on. Again, we're bringing it back to the, we don't forget how people made us feel. Okay. Um, and then another one is I already said, sorry, why can't you just let it go? Again, very dismissive of the other person's feelings their feelings are as valid as yours are. And if you're, if they're having difficulty letting go, then there's obviously more layers that need to be discussed, communicated about, and dealt with there. One of, and and I'm I saved the best for last. One of my least favorite ways to hear people so-called apologize, (laughs) drum roll, (laughs) insert drum roll here, is I'm sorry you feel that way, or I'm sorry if I offended you. (sighs) Where to begin? (laughs) Both of those are dismissive. They're patronizing. They show a lack of compassion, understanding, or even just curiosity around why the other person feels the way that they do. It takes zero personal responsibility, puts all of the blame on the other person, and the I'm sorry if I offended you one is also entirely conditional. It's like, well, I may have offended you. I'm not sure I did, but if I did, sorry uh, that, that I offended you. It's not sorry for the behavior that caused you to be offended. It's sorry if I offended you, whatever, right? It feels incredibly dismissive. Neither of these apologies identify the behavior or the comment that made someone feel that way, nor does it give any indication of changed behavior and puts everything entirely on the other person. And, and listen, there will be times you genuinely didn't do anything wrong and maybe you are sorry, someone feels a particular way, but don't mistake that, that kind of sentence as an actual apology because it's not, it is not an actual apology. So the, I'm sorry, you feel that way is not acceptable. And the last time somebody said that to me, it's by somebody that, that I adore, by the way, I I genuinely adore this person a huge amount. I still do (laughs) to be clear. (laughs) But the last time, uh, this particular person, when they said that to me, my immediate response was that is a bullshit apology. (laughs) So I called that shit out because it's not, it's not a real apology. It's not. So, okay, we've unpacked some things that are not real apologies. So let's get into the things that are. Okay, instead, let's try this on for sort of sincere, genuine apologies. First and foremost, when it comes to sincere, genuine apologies, you have to mean what you say because intention matters here. Intention absolutely matters. You have to truly mean and feel what you are saying and the words that you are speaking. Additionally, sometimes there, there may also, if, if you're, if you're in conflict with somebody and things are maybe getting a little bit heated or one or both of you are getting a little bit upset, there may need to be a little bit of a separation or a break, uh, between the poor behavior or the, you know, the heated discussion or whatever, and the apology. Um, You know, you might need to take some time to kind of think things over rationally, even if it's just for an hour or two and, and respect the other person's boundaries too. Like they might need a breather and if things have gotten heated, both of you might need to take, you know, a 30, 30 to 60 minute break or longer because when your body is flooded with emotions, it's all too easy to snap or react really negatively. And just a little bit of space can give a ton of clarity, huge amount of clarity here. So that's really important to note here, but overall, it, like a, a sincere apology means genuine care and taking accountability for yourself, your words, your actions, identifying the mistake and following all of that with changed behavior. And that's the key here. You have to be willing to change your behavior to, to grow and learn from the experience and this requires empathy, compassion, and understanding on how the other person feels, especially based on their unique history and biography. So again, this is something that can can come up, you know, in, in a, again, in a variety of relationships, especially like close friendships or something, but particularly romantic relationships where there can be even more triggers and stuff coming up than there would be in other types of relationships. And it, the, the biggest portion of this is it's so important to fully understand exactly why you are apologizing. This is why communication is so important, because if you don't understand why you're apologizing, you shouldn't be apologizing at all. You have to understand what it is specifically that you are apologizing for. And if you don't understand what you're apologizing for, you need to continue the discussion with the other person to get curious don't just smooth things over and go along to get along. That's not going to work. You have to actually really dig deep here and, and to, to be open to learning why the behavior was not okay or the thing that you said or, or whatever. So there's six steps here that I've come up with when it comes to giving a really genuine apology. Number one, ask the person if they're up for a discussion because they might not be. Especially, you know, if, if things are really heated or or whatever, the other thing is too, is that some people might actually want that, that space or that breather from you because they want to, for some, for some people, they can actually consider that more genuine. Like if you, if you take the time to really like think about what, what you may have done or said to upset the person and it gives you a lot of clarity, then when you come back and apologize, it might seem a lot more genuine um, just with, with, that alone, as opposed to just apologizing in the heat of the moment because you feel like you should, right? So again, this has to come back to you. You need to really fully understand why it is that you're apologizing. So number one, ask if they're up for discussion. They might not be, they might need some time or some space or whatever. Um, so ask them number two, let them know you realized you hurt them and how. Again, you need to know why you're apologizing here. You need to be very clear on this, okay? So, let them know you you know, let them know that you realize how you hurt them. Number 3 is to identify how you will be doing things differently moving forward and writing the situation. Like like what is the changed behavior that is going to come as a result of this apology? Number 4 is to let them know that they can rely on you to follow through with the change. This is the most important part. <laughs> the most important. Because the change behavior has to be sustained or there will be a complete breakdown in trust. Total breakdown in trust. It No matter what type of relationship we're talking about here. So the change behavior has to be sustained. Does that mean that you have to be perfect moving forward? No, not at all. But you need to be able to demonstrate an active effort to be sustaining that change behavior over the longer term. So, you know, a lot of us may have had situations where maybe uh, I, I've experienced this, where somebody apologized and then, um, you know, the, the change behavior either didn't happen at all, or it only happened for a very short period of time. And that indicated to me that the, the apology really wasn't that sincere. Because if you have to keep having the same discussion about the same behavior or the same, uh, you know, words being used or or whatever that is over and over and over and over again, and the person constantly changes, uh, constantly promises change behavior, but it doesn't actually materialize. There isn't going to be trust left there. There there's, there's, it's going to be a total breakdown of trust. So this is so important. Yes, you need to change your behavior and yes, you need to sustain that change in behavior or at least be able to demonstrate that you are actively putting your best effort into changing the behavior. Number five is to show genuine remorse and regret. Like this is part of that sincerity part. This is why intention matters. You have to be genuinely sincere about regretting whatever it is that you did. And number six, now this is a potentially optional, you can ask for forgiveness now sometimes for me i'll just kind of sort of ask a, like are we okay <laughs> and then we have further discussion that way it doesn't have to be a certain you know a, a super formal um I, I, may i have your forgiveness or something like that just wh- however that feels for you and you can kind of tell with the relationship a little bit usually you can you can kind of gauge that um but just ask the person like hey are, are we okay Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Is there anything else bothering you? Just invite that discussion a little bit, hard as it may be, that can actually turn into something really beautiful, really, really beautiful. And sometimes you need to ask the other person what they would like to see from you in terms of change behavior, either if you aren't sure, or if you want to simply better understand their side of things. And again, that also shows really genuine care for their feelings too because true apologies are really fucking hard. This, you know, I've been laughing throughout this episode as I often do. Um, but, but real, like real genuine apologies, they're not easy. They're not easy. And that's why not everyone gives them. Not everyone is capable of giving genuine, real apologies with changed behavior that is sustained in the longer term. True apologies are difficult they require you to take full and total responsibility for your actions and you have to acknowledge you've done something wrong while also knowing that you can do better. And when we hang on to a deep belief of needing to be right, we close ourselves off from intimacy. And when we can acknowledge and, and own our own, you know, own up to our mistakes, it actually creates connection instead. And it's a reminder that we're all humans who make mistakes. And that act of vulnerability alone, it, it, that, that courage, it gives way to deeper connection. And a real apology means that you will not continue to repeat the behavior over and over and over again. It comes from, from this, this place of growth and a willingness to change and to, to level up and to do better next time, to become a better human. And honestly, a true apology is for you as much as it it is for the other person, because if you can learn from your mistakes, then then they will grow you into a better human being. The other thing that I wanted to make note of here is that when you are apologizing, avoid using the word, but when apologizing, because it can make the other person feel totally unseen because there's sort of that saying, right? Like everything after the word, but negates everything that came before it. So you don't want to say, I'm sorry for X, but, you know, you, you did this, right? Like that kind of goes back to like the, the way not to apologize, but I just wanted to throw that in there because sometimes we can, you know, in an intense discussion, we can sort of start to get into that and then we throw a but in there and then the other person just feels, you know, can end up feeling really misunderstood because of that. But apologies are ultimately recognizing that we caused someone else pain whether intentionally or entirely unintentionally. And that's, that can be really difficult to do, especially if you internalize your poor behavior and make it out to mean that you're a bad person. So this opens up a conversation around shame versus guilt because shame means I am bad, whereas guilt means I did something bad. And that's a big difference between those two, huge difference. I actually had a discussion with a friend the other day about whether changed behavior comes from recognizing that you're a bad person versus realizing you've behaved in a shitty way. And we had differing opinions on this, but, but I would argue, and there's research to back this up, um, for starters, you can, you can start with Brene Brown on this, uh, but there's all kinds of research to back this up. That positive change comes from realizing you've done something bad and behaved poorly not that you are bad because internalizing that kind of deep shame makes it really difficult to shift because you can end up in a totally negative thought spiral that is incredibly hard to break. That can throw you into such a deep depression that you don't even know how to find your way back out. So we don't want to internalize that. We can acknowledge that we did something shitty without having it shift into shame of I, I am shitty. That's not where we want to go. And remember, Brene Brown always says this, is that shame cannot survive being spoken. So if you can feel that, that sort of deep internalization happening, verbalize that, talk to someone, talk to the person that, that is looking for an apology from you, have that conversation with them. That's part of that curiosity and that communication and having the hard conversations. doesn't mean that you're going to leave the conversation not apologizing. You may still very much owe them an apology, but it will give both of you a better understanding as to where each of you are coming from and potentially deepen a connection. Uh, There are instances where that may also break apart a connection. Any of these things, like any of, of the situations that you may end up in that would require an apology, there's always a chance that a connection may break irreparably because of something shitty that we did. We've all had that, that experience and yeah, it doesn't feel good, but that does not make you a bad person. It means that maybe you might have done something shitty or maybe the other person did something shitty. That doesn't make them a bad person either. It means that they did something bad potentially, but it's this whole idea of positive reinforcement. It's like, um, you know, even like training a dog that, positive reinforcement tends to work so much better than the negative reinforcement kids. I am not a parent, (laughs) so I I cannot, I cannot speak to this, but I have heard some of my, uh, parental friends, um, talk about, you know, some positive reinforcement when it comes to things like potty training and all, all kinds of other things where, you know, teaching kids like really great manners and stuff like that, that positive reinforcement is often far more effective more effective. I believe there's quite a lot of research to back that up too, but I found this really beautiful quote um, from Dr. Alexandra Solomon. And she says, quote, when you offer an apology from a place of shame and panic, rather than self-reflection and remorse, what you're seeking is absolution, not forgiveness, end quote. Right. And that speaks to, to the shame piece. And also that that self-reflection and remorse piece speaks to taking enough time. And then this will vary wildly. Sometimes it might be 10 minutes. Sometimes it might be three days. Who knows? Um, Taking the time to actually really reflect and sit in what you may have done wrong and how to best apologize and potentially make amends. But I would also view apologies as an incredible opportunity to bring you closer with someone else. It can open up a powerful, vulnerable connection and and discussion if both parties are open to it, especially within the context of a a romantic relationship or even a close friendship and approach it with curiosity, wanting to better understand the other person, their feelings, their, their opinions, how they operate. We're not supposed to agree with people all the time or life would be really fucking boring. Like apologies are are, are a natural part of life. They're, They're a part of disagreements and they're a really amazing space to learn and grow. And yes, we are all going to hurt people sometimes. Every single one of us is going to hurt someone and multiple people sometimes. But you can acknowledge it in the moments that it happens, accept and identify what you did wrong and then figure out how you can do better moving forward one of the hardest parts of this is that sometimes we will end up in situations where people will not accept our apologies. And there's no easy answer to that. Um, It's something that you're going to have to resolve within yourself. And the best path forward is to, again, I'm going to come back to this, use it to grow and learn from so that you don't make that same mistake again. Use that to fuel you to become a better human being with or without that other person in your life. And it's it's really hard to face that sometimes we will do things or behave in a certain way where it hurts people deeply enough that they are not going to accept our apology because you know we we want that forgiveness and you won't always get it. I I go into that a lot in in episode 126 all about forgiveness. So definitely go check that one out. But Again, you know, this, this whole idea of, um, keeping score in any relationship, you know, expecting an apology and then weighing that out against, uh, well, I did this for you and just, just this whole idea of keeping a scorecard in any relationship is a recipe for disaster. I really want to stress that, uh, especially in romantic relationships. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because often we'll be kind of like waiting for, you know, our partner to apologize for something and, then they're maybe waiting for us to apologize for something, but we don't even know it. And it's just, it's this total breakdown in communication that can happen sometimes. And, and yes to, you know, having boundaries and, and all of those things. Like if somebody did something wrong, crossed a boundary, did a thing, said a thing to hurt you, whatever. It, yes. You know, you need to have those lines of communication open. You need to have respect for your partner as well. And if it's super obvious that, that there's a huge discrepancy between one person pouring into a relationship far more than the other, then, then absolutely, you know, that needs to be a bigger part of the discussion, but don't keep a scorecard. If, if you're just weighing things out in terms of like, well, you know, I'm up five and, uh, so-and-so is down three or something like that, that's not going to fly. And you would be amazed at the number of people that that do that whether it's sort of conscious or subconscious but i'll I'll often it's often actually fairly conscious for some people so just keep that in mind going forward but let me know how you feel about this i would love to hear your stories about apologies maybe a shitty apology that you got and maybe uh, a really fantastic apology that you got from someone close to you Um, how has this gone down for you like how have you learned from maybe past apology fuck ups <laughs> and used that to grow into a better version of yourself. I would love, love, love to hear your stories. And please share this too. It, there, we all can benefit from learning how to be better at apologizing. It's an ongoing thing. Like we can think like, oh yeah, I rocked that apology. Doesn't mean you'll rock the next one <laughs> because there will always be new things coming up, but we can improve overall. And, and we can uh, be open to learning and growing from these situations because our relationships are what teach us the most, particularly romantic relationships, um, you know, really close friendships, those types of things. They are going to teach us the most about ourselves and that's where we can grow the most and they're beautiful opportunities. So send me a DM over at Emily Goff coach please share this episode, uh, screenshot it, share it, tag me over on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. And don't forget about the coaching spots that I have available as well. So if you would like to work with me one-on-one, I would love to get to know you. So again, pop into my DMs. That's where I hang out the most. I mean, you can email me too. All the information is in the show notes, but uh, I am uh, better at, at Instagram, keeping up with Instagram than I am with my emails. So thank you so much for listening and we'll be back soon. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at emilygoffcoach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.